Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of the John Morris Show. So this one's actually a question I saw on another YouTuber's channel, and I I feel like this is something that a lot of developers will, most developers will deal with or face or potentially face at some point in their career. So I wanted to give you my thoughts on this and some things that I learned from my own story, my own experience of going through this. So the question was, what would you do in a situation if you're feeling burnt out? How do you cope with it? And the first point I want to make about this is there's sort of a difference between a trivial sort of I'm feeling burnt out or I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling stressed, that sort of thing on a maybe you worked a little harder one week or whatever, and you're sort of feeling a little stressed out. But weekend comes, you know, you, you, you're able to relax and maybe you feel a little better. That would be sort of a, I would say, a more trivial or less serious form of feeling burnt out. And then the more serious kind, which is where you quite literally break. And that's the kind that I really want to talk about because that's the the kind that I went through. And that's the kind that can really sort of ruin your life, at least for a time. And I think as developers, it's the kind that we are, we are highly, highly susceptible to, probably more likely than uh, a lot of other jobs or industries out there because of the way we tend to approach our work and the way it tends to sort of dominate our thinking and and it's hard for us to get out of our head. And at the same time, the expectations often that others put on us. And so again, it's just something I think we are highly, highly susceptible to this sort of uh, real or or serious form of feeling burnt out. So I want again, I want to Tell you a little bit about what I went through and then sort of the main way that that you deal with this. So that's what we're going to get into. Of course, before I do that, I do want to encourage you to to support the sponsor for today's show, which is Skillshare. Now, one of the things that we all know as developers is that we are constantly playing this game of sort of keeping up with technology and keeping up with everything, the way everything is advancing and, and constantly in this pattern of having to learn uh, new things. And so... We need a good way to be able to do that. Plus, every sort of new skill that we learn and and put in our tool bag is a direct opportunity for us to advance in our career, to make more money, to get more of what we want out of life. So learning is sort of the bedrock of everything that we do. And so the question becomes, how do I uh, develop a system or how do I get into a space where I can constantly get the training that I need. Now, there's all sorts of options out there. You know that. They're Udemy and you know, individual courses like I offer and so forth. But one of the downsides of those is for every, sing- every single one of those of courses that you want to take, you have to sort of make an individual decision. There's an individual cost to pay and so forth. The nice thing about Skillshare is it's sort of like the Netflix for learning. So you pay a low monthly fee, but then you get access to everything in their library. So now you can be a little bit more open, a little bit more liberal, a little bit more creative with the learning that you do because you suddenly have access to this library of over 18,000 courses and you don't have to make this individual decision about should I invest in this course or not. You can just take it as a member and there's all sorts of different courses that are available over there, coding courses, design courses, freelancing courses, business courses, anything that you could pretty much think of. There's even knitting courses, but anything that you could pretty much think of is is over there uh, available inside of the membership. So it's a really great way for you to stay up on the learning that you need to stay up on. Of course, most of my courses are over there. All my PHP courses, my Upwork course, 
uh, my, my getting clients course, pretty much everything you'd find in my store is also over on Skillshare as well. And the great thing is as a teacher over on Skillshare, I can offer you a two month free trial. So this is an exclusive thing I can offer you as a teacher and you'll get two months free access to the entire library of everything they have over there to check out, start going through my courses if you want. And if for any reason you decide that you don't want to retain your membership, just cancel before the two months is up and, and you'll never be charged. So it's a great way to test out the platform. Maybe get a little free free uh, uh, training while, you, while you're at it. Um, and again, the that, that's something I can offer you exclusively as a teacher. So if you want to try that two-month free trial, you can head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. That will send you to the appropriate place on Skillshare, trigger the trial, and all that sort of thing. So again, johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare for that. All right. So with that out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into this. The first thing I want to talk about is my own experience of this. So this happened several years ago, and I, I can't remember exactly what year, but essentially what had happened was I had I had got on Elance. So when I first got on Elance, I didn't have much success, and I've talked about this with my some of the stuff I talked about with Upwork, but I didn't have much success like a lot of people, and then I figured some things out. At that time, Elance actually talked a lot about how their algorithms worked, and I had found that information. And this is actually what I teach in my Upwork courses is the information I found. They don't share it anymore. But I had found this information, and it sort of was like a light bulb went off for me. So I changed my profile, and very quickly after changing my profile, I started getting a lot more attention on the platform. And I got to the point where I was getting... I don't know what the exact numbers were, but it was somewhere probably around 20 to 30 invites in in a in a day to new jobs because of just the sheer volume of, of projects that are that are added to these sites each day and I had a fairly prominent profile so I was just getting way more job invites than I could do anything with and you know growing up the way that I did I you know I I grew up in a family that eventually ended up being pretty poor and so suddenly I had this situation and I had sort of struggled in my early life to get on my feet and made some dumb choices and all that and I suddenly was in this position where I was getting more work thrown at me like it was almost felt like an unlimited unlimited supply of money that was available for for me to take advantage of and you know, I had a really hard time saying no to that, as you might imagine. And what ended up happening, this was all sort of started happening around February. And of course, it wasn't just instant. It sort of grew up to a point and then kind of leveled off. And that was sort of where it stayed. But by, uh, it's it started in about February. And by October or November of that year, I I broke. And this is why I talk about serious burnout. I, I quite literally broke. I got I couldn't get out of bed. I I couldn't get myself to do anything. I just wanted to lay there, watch TV and do nothing. And I had client work I had to get done. And you know, uh, I ended up doing what is sort of our kind of freelancers developers worst nightmare, which was I flaked on a few clients. I told a few clients mid project I couldn't finish. I got rid of almost all of my clients except well, it was like one or two. Uh, my two sort of ones that were the the higher paying ones and, and people I knew personally, so I I felt like I needed to stick with them. But 
I just sort of wiped everything clean because I couldn't get myself to do anything. I was just completely broke. And by the time I sort of cleared everything out, I think it was about December. December and January of those years, I didn't do anything. I was just com- I was completely wasted. And it all happened because of how much I kept saying yes throughout the year, how much work. I mean, I was four or five clients at a time. And the sort of projects that I did, four or five clients at a time, was absolutely insane. It was just way too much work, and I, I was just, I couldn't get myself to say no. And so, again, like I said, I was completely burnt out, and then by about February, I had sort of got myself back into a, a more normal state and had learned my lesson about and, and identified some things that, that I needed to do in order to fix the situation so I could uh, continue on. Now, I'll tell you, when you're in that situation, you'll question everything. You will question, I mean, I question, do I want to be a coder anymore? Do I, you know, maybe I just want to go live in a box on on the side of the street. Like, you'll question your life, your career, your family, everything. It's not a place that you want to be. To, I've, I've been through that, and I've also been, earlier in my life, because of some things that happened, I went through depression. And I would say that level of burnout rivals the debilitating effects of depression. And we all know how serious depression is. This can be just as serious. And so that's sort of the first point that I want to make is how serious this is. This isn't a trivial thing. You will literally break uh, if this happens to you. But what I learned is sort of a a hard truth. And that is, and look, you guys, if if you've been on this channel for any amount of time, you know what's coming, right? I'm not going to I'm not a gimmick guy. I'm not a trick guy. I'm about solving the actual problems that are happening. So the advice I'm going to get you, give you, you probably already know. But hopefully hearing it from me in a different way and stressing the importance of it, maybe that'll help it click or you'll remember it when you start going, if you feel yourself start going down this path. But the hard truth was that feeling burned out or overwhelmed or stressed out at this level, it doesn't just happen. It's not something that happens to you. It happens for a reason, and there are causes, and you are the primary agent behind those causes. So in my case, the cause was I couldn't say no. And so, again, you're either actively, uh, proactively creating it or you're letting it happen to you. In my case, I was sort of doing both. I was caught up in just enamored with what was available for me in, in front of me in terms of work and the income I can make and so forth. And I just, I, I, I let myself continually say yes and just completely overwork myself for an extended period of time. And I quite literally just broke. So again, you play a role, you're the primary agent behind it. And so you, you the, the big thing here is when it happens, there's not a ton you can do in the moment to get over it. The key here is to prevent it from happening. That's that's the big thing. And there's some things that you can do to do that. So how do you deal with it? The first thing is, is again, you have to take responsibility. It's on you. Now, some of you might have a hard time with that or might sort of balk at that because you think about your boss and the expectations that they put on you or you know, clients or your family. I got to pay these bills, this, that, the other. But you choose to work where you work. You choose to let your boss, you know, sort of communicate with you in the way that they do, put the workload on you that they put on you, you know, not set proper boundaries with clients or what. 
All of this you choose to do. And so you play an active role in it. And and the biggest thing about this is less about it being true, whether it's 100% your fault or not, and more about empowering yourself to be able to do something about it. If it's your fault and you identify the things that you did, then you have the power to change those things. Whereas if it's somebody else's fault, well, now you're reliant on them. That doesn't give you anything that you can do except complain at them. And that's rarely ever going to get you anywhere. So you have to take responsibility, A, because it often is your fault, it's true, but B, also to empower yourself to be able to do something about it. So you need to take responsibility. That's the first thing, probably the hardest thing, probably the thing that most of you will balk at. The second thing then is you need to identify specifically how you got to where you're at. And for me, again, that was, I couldn't say no. And I realized I had a problem saying no. And then that leads into the third thing, what needs to change? I need to learn how to say no. And any of you who (laughs) may have contacted me uh, via email or whatever about a project or any of that sort of thing will know, I pretty much say no to everything by default now. Uh, that, That it's just sort of my standard way. Like I've learned the lesson. And so no is kind of the way I approach everything. And I know there's people out there that will be like, oh, you should say yes to opportunity. I've read all these medium posts and so forth. And I get what they're trying to tell you, but burnout and overwhelm and fatigue and all that, it's a real thing. And you need to, you need to be able to say yes. You need to learn how to be able to say yes. And you need to learn how to be able to say no. Both of those can be very difficult things to do. But you need to learn how to do both. And then when you're able to do both, you'll find yourself starting to say yes to the right things and no to the wrong things. You just sort of develop a sense of that. But a lot of times people don't say no because they're just they haven't they haven't learned how to do it. They haven't made themselves do it and became comfortable with doing it. So again, uh you need to take responsibility, figure out how you got there and then what needs to change. This is how you solve the actual problem, right? It's not some magic trick or, you know, some meditation thing that you could, all that's great, but you need to solve the actual problem, how you got there. This is one of the things I tell my kids all the time when they tell me about, you know, I'm stressed out about this or that. Why are you stressed out? Well, this thing's happening. Okay. Fix that. Well, and they're, they're, they're scared to confront the problem because usually it's another human being they need to confront and they're scared to confront that person. And the answer is you got to confront that person. You got to say something. You got to set the boundary. You got to say no. You got to do whatever has to be done to to fix the problem that's occurring instead of trying to just let that problem fester and do some sort of, you know, magic guru meditation thing to 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 deal with it. Fix the problem. That said, there are things that you can do to deal sort of with stress and overwhelm and, and fatigue in general. So the first thing is to develop a mental health routine, whatever that is for you. For me, I started lifting weights when I was a kid uh, because of football, and that has just always been music and and lifting weights has sort of developed to be my my mental health thing. So I know that if I'm not working out, I'm not exercising, I'm going to get a little crazy. I'm going to start to go down a path and the stress will get to me and so forth. 
But when I'm working out, you know, and when I work out, I listen to music and, and when I'm doing all that, I'm good. I could, I could go on and on and on and on and on. So whatever that is for you, maybe it's yoga, maybe it is meditation, whatever it is, you need to develop a routine that you stick to on a daily or, or periodic basis, whatever that period is, uh, and actively take care of your mental health. So one of the things that I always say when I talk about this, mental health doesn't happen, right? It's not a normal state of being. If you think of think about all the things we go through as human beings, all the stresses we encounter, all the bad things that happen to us, to assume that being fully mentally healthy is the natural state seems a little bizarre to me, uh, just given everything we go through. So you, to me, you have to actively create it. It's something you create. It's not something that happens. So again, develop a mental health routine. Two, learn how to set boundaries. Guess what? You can set boundaries with your bosses and your coworkers, right? When you get hired for a job, you get hired for a specific role. There are specific expectations and, and things that you're required to do. Now, I know a lot of employers will try to fudge those, but that's on you to set those boundaries and to communicate that to them from the start. A lot of people get so caught up and I just want to get hired and sort of bending over backwards to get the job. They say that they'll do anything, not realizing that they're setting themselves up to be in a position where when they're actually working that job, they're going to be miserable because they're going to be completely taken advantage of. It's up to you to set those boundaries, to not let your boss or your coworkers run you ragged and to tell them, look, if, if I let you do this, I'm going to get burnt out and I'm going to completely break. So do you want me around or do you not? Uh, that that's ultimately, you know, you just got to confront them in that way and, and set those boundaries. One that was really hard for me is to build in lazy time. Now I don't like the word downtime because especially for developers, a lot of times our downtime is still dabbling in code. So I mean, lazy time unashamed, unabashed, lazy. I'm doing nothing. I'm watching Netflix. I'm playing video games. I'm doing this, that, or the other. You need to build that into your routine so that you have that space to just completely check out. And that's, you need to let your mind go, let it go and not feel guilty for doing that. that. That'll go a long way towards allowing you to just completely break away and do something else and the big thing is is don't let yourself feel guilty for it you if you built it build it in and you stick to okay i'm going to do this for an hour a day or whatever the time period is it's built in it's set from the beginning there's no reason to feel guilty about it you it's planned it's expected and you need it you need to give yourself that break in, uh, in order to not get overwhelmed another really important one that I so this one is a former client of mine actually taught me this, which really made a huge difference for me. It's sort of these 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 last two are related. So uh, I would call this sort of your your work orientation or your work ethic orientation. And the idea is to ter- determine if you're a sprinter or a marathoner. And what that means is. Sprinters are people who are capable of really, really high output for a short amount of time. This is exactly what I am in. I am. I I can, you know, I can go three, four days at a time and just 
insane amount of output. And I've had people that I've worked with be like, oh my God, like how did you get that much done? So I've, I, I've gotten external feedback about my ability to do that. But what happens right after is I crash. You know, I'll, I'll go three or four days at a time and then I'm, I crash for two or three days. Whereas a marathoner is someone who is capable of doing a little bit each day. And they sort of just approach it like a marathon. They're not nev- ne- ne- never necessarily this huge output in any one day, but they're consistent day in and day out. And I would say my wife is more like that. She is, it's the consistency that she is capable of when it comes to her work is sort of mind boggling to me. Now, you're going to have a natural orientation towards one or the other. So you need to figure out which you are. And that will be instructive for you in terms of how you go about managing your time, your expectations that others have of you, your work-life balance, all those sorts of things. So it's important that you first determine which you are. And the second thing is is to not feel guilty for which one you are. I, I spent most of my life feeling guilty, uh, you know, sort of, I, I would use the word procrastination, but I don't even think that's accurate because sometimes I would do the output up front way before the deadline. I would get a crazy amount done. But then I would just crash for a while and then I would have some stuff left to do as we were butting up to the deadline and I'd have to crank it out, whatever. So I don't know if procrastination is 100% what it was. It's more just I'm, I, get, I get sort of an idea, I, I, I get onto something, a, a vision of how I want to do something and I just go in on it. I, I just go 100 miles an hour on it, but I can only sustain that for so long and then I crash. And the idea of doing a little bit each day, honest, I've talked about this in past videos. One of the reason, one of the things I've had difficulty with doing in terms of consistency of creating videos is this idea that I'm not a marathoner, right? That's not sort of what my natural DNA is. And so I've had to really nail myself down and teach myself and force myself to be able to do that, to be consistent with what I'm doing here. So again, the big idea is know what you are and then not feel guilty for it. And then orient your life around which one which one of these sort of orientations you are. And be sure to let other people know and set expectations from the beginning and set your life up in a way where you can do this sort of thing and then embrace it. And, and realize that no matter which you are, there's a really big value in it. I mean, the people that I work with know that I'm a sprinter. So if there's something that comes up that needs a really like it's maybe it's emergency or maybe it's an idea that we need execute on really quickly they know that if they want they want something done really really fast that I'm the guy that they should have work on it but they also know that when I get done I'm probably going to be out for a day or two so I've set those expectations the people that I work with know that and so I've oriented my life to be able to accommodate that and that's a that's a value to them whereas someone who I have a guy that I work with that dude is just like my wife, like on the ball, consistent day in, day out. Like literally he'd tell me he has a notepad of his day and he's one of those people that can actually (laughs) go through and check off all the boxes. I can't do that. That just, it drives me nuts. But him day in and day out over just incredibly consistent. You need Companies need both or businesses need both, right? And if you're working for yourself, it might be a good idea to find someone who's the opposite of what you are 
and and figure out a way to be able to work with them maybe not now but in the future when you get to the point where you can hire people or maybe it's a business partner or whatever but orient your life around that orientation and it's going to and, and don't feel guilty for it and it's going to go a long way towards helping you feel less stress and less guilt and less just less negative emotional baggage weighing you down so again develop a mental health routine set boundaries build in lazy time Determine your orientation towards how you work and then embrace it and and build your life and and your expectations around that. And that's going to help eliminate a lot of the stress that you deal with and a lot of the potential to get burned out that, that you deal with. But at the end of the day, as I mentioned at the beginning, it's all about figuring out exactly why you're getting to the point that you're getting to and making sure you're taking care of yourself. You're the machine that produces the profit for your life. If you just run yourself ragged, you're going to eventually break. So take some time to do some maintenance to take care of yourself on a daily, weekly, monthly basis so that you can continue uh, to produce that profit for your life, for the people around you, the people you care about. So, that's probably more than you ever wanted to know about about dealing with being burnt out. But again, it's something I dealt with. So I wanted to sort of talk all the different ways around the issue to hopefully something will will click for you or stick for you and, and help you out if you ever uh, encounter this situation. So that'll do it for this episode. If you liked the episode, be sure to hit the like button. Subscribe if you haven't for all future episodes. If you want the links to subscribe to the audio version over on iTunes, Android, TuneIn, all that, plus all the pat links to all the past episodes, you can find that over at johnmorrisshow.com. And finally, if you'll rate and review the podcast over on iTunes, I will give you module one of my PHP 101 course for free. All the details for that, again, are at johnmorrisshow.com. Just click on the start here link at the top. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.